Okay, we're back in a Friday. Early this morning, SpaceX brought four astronauts home with a midnight splashdown in the Gulf of Mexico. And this has been, to say the least, a busy stretch, maybe the busiest stretch yet for Elon Musk's space service, SpaceX. And here is our space expert, Paul Delaney, who joins us now for more on this on a Friday. Hey there, Paul. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you too, Jeff. All right. Uh, tell us a bit about this uh, latest mission. What were these uh, astronauts that have just returned to Earth? What have they been up to? Well, they were officially referred to as Crew 3. It was the uh, third long-duration mission that uh, SpaceX has been a part of. The four astronauts, three Americans and one European Space Agency astronaut, were upstairs for nearly six months, 177 days, so close enough to six months. And uh, their mission finished picture perfect this evening, or sorry, last night at around about 12.30 in the morning. They splashed down exactly where they were supposed to in the Gulf of Mexico and uh, are now back on literally terra firma. So mm. it was a, a good mission. The, the usual stuff, I mean, they're aboard the International Space Station. There were a number of spacewalks they engaged in for housekeeping chores, lots and lots of science. The fact that, you know, there are so many astronauts on board the space station now means so much more science can be done. And that's really good news as far as the laboratory is concerned. Yeah. And tell us a bit more, if you could, about this partnership between SpaceX and NASA, because I was reading some comments uh, this morning from uh, NASA that uh, they're really commending SpaceX for all the work in the last uh, month. They wanted to personally thank SpaceX for performing a seamless uh, operation in a number of missions that's uh, happened as of late. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, SpaceX has has really hit their strides, and it, it's hopefully what commercial activities in space are going to look like going forward, and perhaps even better. But other than you know the splashdown of Crew Three, they launched Crew Four. They launched the uh, the first all uh, private mission to the International Space Station. That was Axion 1. And in between that, they launched two, or it might have even been three, of their own Starlink satellite systems up into orbit, all in the space of the last month. And, you know, they're about to launch another resupply mission to the International Space Station. It shows you how mature the SpaceX operation has become. Uh, And NASA couldn't be doing as much as they are these days without them. And, you know, putting aside the politics of Soyuz and the Russian situation, the fact that uh, that NASA is now able to rely so heavily and so effectively on SpaceX, a huge tick to the SpaceX organization. Yeah, this is really, really interesting stuff, Paul, because, uh, you know, up until recently, obviously, a space and space exploration has been the domain of governments, but we are entering, it seems like, a, a new phase. And it's just not space tourism. I mean, what we're talking about here is, uh, you know, some important work, space exploration. And do you think, uh, to your point, that uh, maybe SpaceX is uh, pushing NASA along a little bit, that these private-public partnerships now are uh, what we're going to see uh, moving forward when it comes to uh, our foray? into space. This is what NASA wanted back in 2008 when they started the the commercial crew uh, uh, engagement program. They wanted, NASA wanted to offload a lot of the, shall I say, taxi service operations into an out-of-Earth orbit. And that allows NASA to put more emphasis on the science missions, which you know commercial entities don't have much of an interest in, launching out to the planets, planetary defense, and so on. NASA has wanted to be able to free up its budget so that they could go back to the moon, for example, which they're doing in partnership with SpaceX and other groups. There's no question 
that this is the direction that NASA had hoped for 15 years ago. What I think is is really exceptional is SpaceX has stepped up, I think, above and beyond what NASA had really hoped for. The fact that SpaceX can launch literally a space mission a week in one department or another, either for commercial endeavors or in support of the International Space Station, I think just you know, is is beyond what everybody was hoping for. But it, it's really great to see. Well, it really is amazing when you look at the figures here. I mean, SpaceX, Elon Musk's company, has now launched 26 people into orbit in less than two years. Eight of those uh, 26 are space uh, tourists. But uh, to your point here, uh, Paul, I mean, it's uh, up, up, and away, pardon the pun, when it comes to uh, <laughs> SpaceX, NASA, and space exploration. Uh, do you expect those numbers just to uh, continue to go upward? You just just watch them. Uh, there's no question in the world that they will continue to go up. But the other thing is that it's not just SpaceX which is becoming engaged. Their success is driving investment in a whole range of other endeavors. There are private organizations that are endeavoring to reach Earth orbit and are reaching Earth orbit, not with the sorts of payloads that we're talking about from SpaceX and certainly not with humans on board, but the commercialization, the utilization is perhaps a better term of low Earth orbit is really a a going concern for so many differing countries around the world. And the fact that SpaceX has been so successful tells these other, shall I say, startup groups that they too can get a really significant piece of the pie in very short order if they pay attention to the science and technology details. Remember the day when a space launch was huge news? When the world stopped and we watched in wonder, I mean, it's like almost an everyday occurrence now. It's amazing where we've come and where we're going. It is. It's almost like, you know, how many people go down to the airport to watch a plane take off now? And the answer, I'm sure, is close to zero. Uh, Whereas, you know, 30 years ago, people would rush out every time uh, there was a new aircraft that would take flight. Uh, It was, was an event. Not so much anymore. I still watch all of these <laughs> events, as you can well imagine. But the interest uh, from the public is now turning towards, well, what what does it mean to me? And now we talk about space tourism. We talk about space hotels, which are, are going to mm-hmm. happen this, this particular decade. But seamlessly behind the scenes is all of the Internet connectivity. So SpaceX's Constellation satellites so that you can connect to the Internet faster than you've ever done yeah. before especially if you're in the middle of nowhere, search and rescue, GPS operations, you know, Earth management resources. It is. Yeah. Paul, really appreciate it as always. Thanks so much for this on a Friday. Enjoy your weekend. You too, Jeff. Take care. There's space expert Paul Delaney. We're back after this break. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink. 